What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 183. On this episode, we are joined by Snappy. We talk about our Patreon, Merch Shop, Medical Marijuana, Ghost of Shishima, Tyson versus Jones Jr., MMA, school openings, inheritance, reparations, prison, mask, beer, fried rice, Big Brother, growing up, music, TV, all kinds of shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. Um, how's it going, man? Man, it's going just fine. I mean, nice and got the day off. Right. Nice and relaxed, slept in a bit. Well, hell yeah. Fuck, fuck work. You know, that's where I'm at I know, these days. man. I work too much, man. I've only been back that can't be a couple the ma- weeks. That can't be the master plan to fucking work five days, 50 hours, and have right. a little bit of time at home. That can't be the master plan. Come right, on. I feel you, but that's the, what the elites got us doing. You know, you think you're free, go somewhere without money. You ain't free. Uh, anyway, um, oh yeah, you should give your hard earned money to us at patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. We haven't got any new patrons in a long time, so I don't think these do any good, but I'm gonna talk about it anyway. And you could be like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall the Darmanish to Bear, and Pow Wow, and support this fucker and keep it going. And, uh, again, Snappy bringing over the diamond sauce because that's uh, the house choice these days. It is the house choice, and it's in our price range. It is. Somehow the best shit's the cheapest shit. I don't, it rarely happens. I mean, it is really their homemade sauce that they made out of their own plants, you know? Right. So, I mean, hell, it works for me, man. I'm very, uh, I'm glad I quit with the Sunday. You know, you've always been against Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, um, I kind of liked them, but they came out that Moon Mix, who owns Sunday, I guess it's all one company or some shit, um, got caught using way too many pesticides, like five times the legal limit or something oh, like hell that. Hell no. And then, um, so they got fined half a million dollars or something, and now everyone's trying to boycott Sunday and Moon Mix. So just in case any other Oklahoma smokers are in here listening, um, that's the word I heard. See, man, I knew it in my taste buds. Right. There were times where sometimes there's like a, it's not a chemical, but there is like a, I don't know. There's some taste of shit where people are like, that's pesticides. And you're like, how do y'all know that? But I, people have told me that before. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's what that is. It doesn't, it's harsh, but it's like a sweet harsh. It's weird. It's hard to explain. It's a unique taste. Right. I have no words. <laughs> it's pesticide Um, We also have a merch shop. Uh, get podcast merch, which is shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast with Mo. And um, you should get some of those because you get an actual item while supporting the podcast. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then they got other shit, too, besides shirts. But shirts are where my brain goes because I like shirts. Yeah, I got mine on today. Hell, yeah. yeah. Podcast Thursday, you know, Monday in y'all's case. Right. That is a thing. So if anyone knows our behind-the-scenes schedule, we have pushed it back one day. from. We used to record on Wednesdays, and that was every week. And now we record on Thursdays every week. So um, just so y'all know. Yeah, he's just uh he's been kind to adjust to my new uh, work schedule. So yeah, man, I mean, I get kind of a lot of shit done. You know, Skinny mentioned the other day how he was like, I don't know how you 
do everything you do with playing games and watching shows and you'd make beats and you have a pod do the podcast I'm like it is a lot of shit when you think about it, but i always feel but like me and skinny are the type that could just sit there and fucking chill with a fucking joint and bowl uh, a beer we can just sit there and chill yeah i don't think you just don't slow down you gotta you gotta keep your hands busy right like to me relaxing is like playing a video game it's like relaxing to me and i rarely watch a show without playing a game at the same time like i'm normally multitasking my entertainment so that allows me to get more stuff in overall um speaking of which i guess i'll start with that because it's fun ghost of shishima i was playing that when you came in i think it's a great video game um the last of us 2 i didn't think was necessarily fun you know i think there's i didn't think red dead redemption 2 was fun i I think there's some games that are like they're great at what they are great cutscenes, great stories I didn't enjoy fucking playing I mean, it. It was cool at first, but like you said, it's fucking it became chory. Right. And the whole last fucking fifth of it or whatever literally was farm chores. So You're right. Yeah, like it definitely was. Go feed your chickens, go collect eggs, go move the milk crates. Right. It was great. So anyway, this game goes to Shishima. It's um basically Samurai Batman. I think is the easiest way to explain it. Now, I don't love the Arkham games, but this is kind of similar to the Arkham games and like the combat style in a way. But I, I like it a little better. It also reminds me a little bit of Dynasty Warriors, which is mine and Pow Wow's one of our like favorite games ever uh, to play together because it's it's so Asian, you know, and that's just a thing about it. Uh, it's set in uh, this island of Tsushima where the Mongols have taken over. And so, like, you're a samurai, like, the one of the last ones left on the island, trying to fight back the Mongols. That's basically the whole premise. But uh, it's just fun to go, like, you can go into a town, and you can, like, just hit up on your directional pad, and you'll call them out, and you'll be like, send me your best warrior. And you just go in, guns blazing, right, like the samurai way. Or you can, uh, and at first, you do not like doing things not the samurai way, because you have honor. But eventually, they're like, listen, you're outnumbered, you need to fucking do some ninja shit. And you're like, oh, that's what thieves do. And you feel all weird about it. But you can sneak in and, like, slit people's throat and do that shit. You know, take that route, if you will. Um, like, I, the first upgrade weapon I got was a sticky bomb. So I can, like, light a thing and with tar and stick it on somebody and it blows up. And that's fun. So, anyway, it's just all a bunch of fun fucking shit of killing fucking Mongols as the samurai. And then you get new equipment and, you know, new moves and shit. Oh, yeah. It's just a great game. So I've really enjoyed it. I think it helps that i was coming off a game uh that was just so depressing so i'm like this and this like uh one of the coolest things that will stick out to me and then i'll quit talking about it until i play more of it is like uh your quick guide you know like if you need to know where to go because you mark somewhere on your map it doesn't have like a mini map so it can't show you like a route to run so it sh- the wind blows in the direction you need to go uh, so interesting. <laughs> like uh, if you do if you activate and you just swap up on a button or whatever, and uh, the wind will start blowing that way, and then like leaves will pick up, and it's like Asian, so it's like you know pink leaves and shit. It's like real pretty, and you're like, "Fuck, this game's so cool!" Hell yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so if anyone's thinking about it or in the future, Ghost of Tsushima, I think's very dope. Um, all right, back to let's keep it with cool shit, and then we'll get to the world falling apart later. Got announced today, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Hell yeah. Is it going to happen? An eight-round exhibition fight, I It believe. ain't going to last eight rounds. Tyson's going to knock that motherfucker out. I know, and I hate to say because I 
I didn't love Tyson as a kid because I was so young. You know, I didn't get to witness it. Like the first Mike Tyson fight I ever watched, he bit off of Vander Holyfield's ear. Like, that, was <laughs> that was the, the comeback, Tyson. It was still angry. So he, he has peace, man. I understand. But so like I just didn't get to see him. And I loved Roy Jones Jr. Like that was who I fought with in Fight Night. You know, like Roy Jones Jr. is freaking amazing. I mean, I'm not knocking him, but I'm. And I want to say he's on the I Smoke, I Drink remix. I mean, Tyson is my Jordan of boxing. Right. I mean, I you watch the old videos, you're like, holy fuck, that's crazy. No, like the videos he's putting out now, that motherfucker can get it. Right. I mean, I would take him against like current day boxers and videos, but I don't know shit about boxing. And another thing, I do think MMA has killed boxing. I don't care what anyone says. People right. would say it's more beautiful, blah, 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 and stuff. It's just not as exciting whenever you can just watch someone p- fucking do MMA Well, fighting. there for a while, their list of heavyweights was uh, Lennox Lewis. It wasn't nothing special. He was boring to watch. And then you had Vladimir Klitschko, and then they, they played defense. Right. You didn't have no hard hitting. I mean, I mean, they all had power. Yes, they had a little bit of power, but they were boring fighters, and no one right. really wanted to watch it. And then UFC blew the fuck up. And I think Floyd Mayweather is the most boring fighter, and but... He's there's people that want to love him, you know. He's technically amazing. Technically, yes. Uh, so yeah, MMA is way better. Uh, I need to get back into MMA because uh, there was a time, basically, when the Ultimate Fighter was like the shit. You know, like whenever it was like the best reality show on television, I just fucking loved it because I could you could watch all these dudes that were kind of amateurish, and then one of them would make it the UFC, and, and you would they, feel so connected, yeah. you know, and then. uh I want to say the last season I tried to watch was the Ronda Rousey. I watched Ronda Rousey's season, but it was like – I'd skipped like four before that, yeah. right? And so uh, – Well, that's how I followed Forrest Griffin all them years. Right. I want to say Rampage or Shot Evans might have been the last season I really watched. That, but Yeah, them two were at it the whole fucking so season, good. man. And, like, and the Rampage destroyed a door. I got so pissed when he lost – Cause I, I, I really want to. I couldn't believe he lost. I really, cause I just the way he presents himself, he seemed like a huge compared to little little old Rashad. Well, Rashad just fucking caught even. Right. Well, I think what I didn't understand until that fight, because I, I guess what I like about UFC is that she, you see some people's body shapes. Like people are fucking shaped different, right? Like humans, if if like we were all the same skin color or whatever. We would be divided by fucking the way your body's shaped. You'd be like, hey, fucking big shoulder, big neck fuckers over there. Because, like, Rampage's, like, neck, head, shoulders looks like a heavyweight. But then when you, like, cut him off at, like, the chest and below, it was like a middleweight. And that's why he was a lot heavier. Right. It's like, it was, you can have a six foot seven and a five foot one guy in the same weight class. You know, right. it's a weird shit like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Inter- it is interesting for sure. Um, I mean, not as crazy as the original UFC where they were like no weight classes, but still, still pretty interesting. Um, all right. What's happening else in the world? Uh, okay. So opening schools is the biggest debate in the world at the moment. If people should open schools. Now, my take on it, just from like an overall standpoint, is the federal government is trying really hard not to give recommendations for what the whole country should do. And in general, I think everyone agrees that's good because it's not the same everywhere. You know, there's different different states are handling it better than others. Um, but because of that, then states are like, we'll do the same. So they're like, we don't want to tell local 
governments what they need to do. They they know the best. Now, I'm not trying to hate, but I've been in some of these meetings with some of the local people. They don't know any. They're not doctors. Right. What the fuck? I mean, like, they just don't know shit about this. And so, like, I think everyone just keeps passing the buck to where it's getting to someone that probably just shouldn't be making some of these decisions. Oh. And that's kind of, I think, the simplest way to do it. Now, it's becoming a political thing for some reason. You know, like, I will listen to, there's a podcast called The Daily, and I will say they're typically liberal-leaning, uh, I would say, but they had some science lady on there talking about all the science, and she more or less was like, maybe opening elementary schools is fine, because when you actually look at the studies, it's like less than... 2% of kids get it, less than have, whatever percent of those kids show symptoms. And then something about uh, kids at the elementary age, they don't seem to pass it on in the same way. But you would still be at risk. You're still putting teachers somewhat at risk on that one um, because teachers would then be around there. And then basically, uh, you know, teenagers kind of expose about the same level as adults. So it's like that. And because they are older, it makes sense for them to do online stuff. You know, they just kind of broke it down on this podcast list. It was like, this all makes perfect sense, but I know that's not how everything's going to, you know, go, of course. I thought I seen the other day where Oklahoma City Public Schools have already said the first nine weeks are going to be virtual. They have. Um, Oklahoma City, that's what they're doing, but that's not, you know, the whole state of right. Oklahoma. And um, I think a big part of it is Oklahoma doesn't have any money, so to just come up with computers to give the kids that don't have computers and stuff, I think is kind of a part of it or something. Yeah, well, the decision I have to make is with my daughter whether to let her do online, you know, right. which I probably should. Yeah, makes sense. You know, for health reasons. But she would take way advantage of that, like just not getting up. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know how they're going to structure it. Do they still have to be up at a certain time? Or I, I mean, I don't think any of those decisions are made at the moment. I would think or just, if you're going to do a virtual thing, I would. You know, if it was me making all the decisions in the world, you would all do like a Google Classroom. They would still have to be in their class, quote unquote, at that time. Like, so if a teacher assigns something, they have to get it turned in within that hour, you know, whatever. Because uh, I think the way that they did, they all the students did, they just logged on and tried to hurry up and do all the work and right. not, not log back in. Yeah. And so I think you had to put like some different date, you know, make certain things available at a certain time. Think I don't know what all they could do, but um, I could definitely say I think a lot of people are also buying, getting programs that do it for them a little more, which I think is a dangerous route to take for schools to just get a. Like, I don't know, I'm like that's just why why I didn't even go to school then. Yeah, I had teachers call. Y'all got MacBooks? I'm like, no, but I got a computer. We all got smartphones. Right. Well, that's because they're trying to get a grant, so they wanted you to say no. We have nothing at all. Oh, but. You, you can't know that. And, um, well, my bad. No, I mean, that just, I'm, I don't, I don't know that, know that, but just knowing how it all works. Well, I didn't want <laughs> them to, I didn't either want them to allocate me for needing a device when I do not. And I could, right. I could obtain one when another kid would need one, you know? Right. That's why I answered that. And way. then that's a, a fun little debate of equity versus equality. So, like, I've always been the type, and I, it just shines through here. Maybe this is my privileged side or whatever. I think you have to give every student a device. Right. If I think if you give one kid a, a computer to use, you're going to have to give one to everybody. But that would be uh, equality. 
which isn't exactly what you want, I guess, in the modern world. You want equity, which is you make the lev- the playing field level. So if someone can already get one, they just have to provide their own, and then they'll use the funds for the ones that don't have them. And I get that idea, but well, because- my initial like thought is like, I feel like you guys should do it for everyone so no one complains. I don't know. Right. But they maybe- don't have they don't get awarded the money to do it for everyone. That's where the stickler comes in. I don't think it's not that they don't want to. Right. And it's exactly it. Like they, they don't have the funds. It's one hundred percent. And I mean I know they don't have the funds, so that's why I'll just figure out a way to provide for my kids and Right. And then this is kinda related but not at all related. Um but this week I was talking to Kubi and we we have like debates, quote unquote, you know I come off very liberal to people, but typically in my house, I'm the conservative one. I'm the one arguing the conservative side of like, well, and then she gets all pissed at me. Um, and, you know, I just get, I have this kind of problem with uh, like, and you'll agree with me here. I'm trying to be careful because I, I don't have a problem really, but just this whole people are like, oh, the problem is that black people haven't don't have inheritance wealth because they were slaves like white people have. And then my argument typically is something like, Nine out of ten white people I grew up with are not inheriting money. Right. Like, I can promise you that. Ain't no one got it. Like, so I think coming, like, for someone we come from compared to, like, a large, like, New York City, for sure, most of those white people that happen to live there probably do have money in their apartment left to them or something. So I think it's hard for, like, us to get it when they're bringing that up when I'm like, fuck that. I don't know. Shit, we might get a truck left to us. Hell, I ain't got no. When my parents die, I got nothing coming. Right. And now I'm me because but, I'm an only child jobs, and my parents you know? have worked really hard their life, you know, to go from, they are, I think it's one out of every five, five people can take their self from one class to the next. And so I think they both went from poverty to middle class throughout their life. So that's really awesome. But I'm, I think my mom's outliving me first off. So that's, I don't think I'm getting <laughs> anything. My mom's fucking way healthier than me. And, uh, yeah, I just think that's – I don't think that solves racism or be like, so hard there. I just think that it's a perspective of <clears throat> a lot of people because I do see people from my hometown getting pissed about the Black Lives Matter thing. And I'm like, you know like three black people. You haven't left Warwick. What, like what are you upset about? Like this has nothing to do with you. That's kind of like my thought. Um, but I think to them, they're like, well, I don't have anything. So for people to be yelling at me that it's because of inheritance, you know, because I've seen that argument of like – generational wealth and in her hair. I've seen like, a uh, quadruple billion or trillion dollar deal, whatever, for uh, reparations for black uh, descendants. I think you got to prove you didn't come after slavery. I, I mean, think, I just... I think what did they said $151 million per individual, but they would have had to pay $18.96 million. So you're telling me they still get $131 million or 132 Really? Damn. It would be crazy. Um, I think, um, in general, and I will say, government can just make up money. We've seen it. So, fuck it. Right. Why not? Make it up and just give it to you. But it's going to devalue the dollars. So, like, if you give that many people that much money, all of a sudden that much money ain't really worth shit if you give it all out at once. You know, that's just, you'd be flooding the market with dollar bills. Well, no, that's only 13% of the U.S., right? <laughs> Something like that. But so. I think... Um, Again, if they're making it money, who cares? But if you're looking at it from like a quote-unquote what's fair to the taxpayer, I think you'd have to look at um, any person who wasn't here in the time of slavery or descended from someone there, and they wouldn't have to pay for it. Only people who settled here pre-1865 descendants. right? Because like I don't think you can uh, – I, I couldn't check. I know my grandparents were born in America. 
I think on my mom's side, I think her parents were, but I don't know after that, right? I don't know because I don't know anything about my family. But like, if they were foreigners that came after that, then I'm like, what? I'm not descendant of anyone that was here at that time. Like, I just think when you're going all this descendant thing, and then also uh, people have moved to America from Africa since then um, that would be quote unquote African American, but they weren't descendants of slaves. Right. You know, like I think there's all these little things. Um, again, I don't. It doesn't affect me. I guess if everyone gets money, you know. I just want a little break. For, I, I think I, it would I, really I help a, my beat sales. To be uh, real honest, hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they did it. <laughs> I'd be all for it. Fuck yeah. Uh, they're gonna fucking how many? Yeah, I ain't gonna be mad. Somebody? I don't know. Hell, people offer me free money. I'm gonna take it. Right. So, government figure out what they're gonna do. I do think uh, we should. I would much rather. Them take the money. And again, this because I'm white or whatever. Uh, I think they should just shut down fucking everything for 2020 as much as they can and be like, hey, just try to stay home. We're going to send everybody money. Like, I don't. That's what other countries did. And they kind of got it under control. That's why other fucking countries are going back to school and shit. But everyone thinks eating out's essential. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're like, fucking fast food is essential work. Oh, my God. Earlier, talking about the teachers. That's another thing because I do think there is a perspective to have on it um, that I get. I get. Parents want child care. You know, I think that the adult daycare thing. And then also maybe teachers just are essential workers. You know, we fucking said, like you just said, fast food workers are essential workers, apparently. So maybe teachers are, too. So I get that argument. Um, I just feel like the numbers in our state have gone up all summer. And so then whenever you put together a bunch of fuckers that could be you know, asymptomatic carriers that every other day it's, they can pass it. They can't, I don't know. I've um, seen where 81% of Lexington's, uh, prisons is infected. Fuck. It's a lot. That is a lot. Um, speaking I mean, of prison, LV's foster sister. So my homie LV, who I've talked about every once on this podcast, I couldn't write him cause I didn't know how to get a hold of him. Um, I lost his shit. His, he was in foster care system, so the people he lived with in Stratford, they had a daughter, and that girl hit me up and was like, hey, what's your address so he can send you a letter because he lost your address? And I was like, oh, here it is. So maybe LV will ride in, and I'll get an update about LV. Hell yeah. We will see. Maybe they're going to let him out of jail early. Um, no, nah, he's a violent offender. I bet they don't. We'll see, so... So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. Well, see, so you mean to tell me that they're letting these prisoners, you know, walk around the yard while they're locking down the citizens? Yeah, but just the yard. Well, I know, but... And they got 81% infected, so obviously well, there, it wasn't a good idea. There's 120 people per pod, per unit, you know, the most prison setups. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't have space to separate right. them. Uh, it is weird that, I mean, if you start really looking into the whole prison system in America, it's just a thing for money. Like, it is literally arresting people and holding them so that you can have a business that exists. Like, other countries don't have a prison business. They have like, oh, yes, the government owns some prisons and we employ some guards. They don't have like, oh, this company runs prisons oh, all yeah, over the country. Prisons. Oh, my goodness. It's so fucking crazy. And then, uh, you know, a lot of I'm thinking of like northern European countries like the Scandinavian sort of areas. Uh, 
they're like look like apartments, like they're prisons, and they there are people like rarely reoffend. They like spend a year in this fucking apartment. They just can't go anywhere, and uh, it's all pretty nice. Like the halfway house. Yeah, it's kind of what it looks like. Um, so it's just like a nice prison, and it's like works. Like now, maybe that it wouldn't work in America because we're crazy. I don't know, but just here, it's all about like make the criminals criminals because we need to keep them in well, here so we can charge the states money to lease out the buildings to keep their prisoners in our prisons. When I was uh, working dark the last couple of years, I worked with a lot of drug court people, and then there was another group that started coming in, and they all was, uh, they was living in these things called sober houses. Once those these houses, they rent on town, and they pile them all in, like two people to a room. Right. And they got uh, a worker there that sits there all the time, you know, drug test them and whatnot. And they find them jobs, but they live out of houses. Yeah, so it seems like those guys get special treatment in some way. I don't know. Yeah, like they're doing that instead of going to prison. It's like something. Then they got to complete this rehab program and go to meetings. And it's like a six-month deal, basically, to get out of their prison sentence. Yeah, it was great. Powell had a – his mom dated this guy for a while when we were in college who had to go to jail – every other weekend to do three days of his sentence every other weekend until he done his time. And it was for like manslaughter and self-defense or something like, but he had to take care of his daughter and his wife or his ex-wife got the daughter every other week. So he got, it was like whenever he didn't have his daughter, he had to go into jail for three. It was fucking weird. I was like, what? Like, how did they work this out? But that's how much uh, the prison industry is a fucking thing. Oh, yeah. speaking of laws, I got to say, because I can't quit thinking about this one either. Everyone that's like, you wear a mask, it ain't about the virus, it's about compliance. And I'm like, that's literally every fucking law that exists. Like, there is nothing different from that than a seatbelt or you not speeding or like any, anything that you do on a daily basis that could be against the law, quote unquote, like, is the same thing. Like if you follow the laws and, Oh, you're only doing that for compliance. Cause they want you to obey. And it's like, well, yeah, of course, of course they want you to do the things they set fucking rules for you not to do. Right. I'm not saying we should agree with all of them, but yes, that's how this, it's how all of it works. So for everyone to make a big deal about it just now, cause they think it's inconvenient to wear a mask. And I'm like, I don't even think it's that big of a fucking deal. I think they're trying to, and they're wanting lawyer. Some people want the law to enforce, but other people don't want the law to be anywhere near them. You know, right? And I don't necessarily think the you should get like a ticket and shit. But all I'm saying is, everyday people live with the man, the government setting laws, and there's people that drive around in these things called cop cars that fucking give you tickets for not doing shit, and you're not on Facebook live. Oh, they only set fucking speed limits because they want you to comply. You just fucking, f- you follow them or you don't, and that's right. kind of how it is. You don't fucking go on Facebook and talk about how, like, oh yeah, well they only have fucking age of consent laws because they want you to comply. You're just... It's fucking. It's a weird shit to fucking say. I just I've think seen it's weird. so many sides to every different story since all this shit's been going on. And I'm just like mind blown, right? By all the different opinions in Ada, it's like we could all never get along. Oh yeah, for sure. People get so mad about having to wear a mask. First off, they're like, "What if I don't own one? How could I go to a store to buy one?" And I'm like, "Just shut the fuck up." They gave them away for free at Walmart. Like, 
and it's just not that big of, or it hasn't been that big of a deal for me. May, some people act like, and like I'm not skinny, so if anyone out there don't doesn't fucking know me, I'm what you would call uh, overweight. And I wear a mask, and yeah, it's hot as fuck. It's like a hundred degrees outside, and when I fucking pull it on for walking in the grocery store or wherever, I'm like, fuck yeah, this air is hot, but I'm not gonna fucking die. Like people are just so, just so. Uh, the other night, I, the, I got like so hot. Of course, I got a new type of mask, and it wasn't a cloth. It was like the rubber ones that had the filters that wrap around your neck. Right. It was way more comfortable. I'd been wearing it, and I got so hot, I started like throwing up, man. I was like, fuck. Yeah, maybe you got one that's too big. I think you got to get one, a little breathable one. So, I ha- I mean, I had my other one. I had to wash it, though, man. Right. You know, only, only so many uh, wears for you. Yeah, I feel you. Man, I... I don't have to wear one every day, typically. You know, no, so. see, our company is making us wear one. I will once kids are around inside my job, their building. So where I'm at, there's two of us, and the other guy refuses to wear a mask, and I just try to stay fucking other side of the room from him. And that's <laughs> that's how I've handled it so far, and I just leave. I'm like, all right, well, I drink my coffee, and I have nothing to do. I'm just gonna go home. I'll come back later after lunch. <laughs> And uh, I think that's being safe. So that's how we do that. And that's how I have so much time to do shit, if everyone needs to know. Most cheating the system. Cheating the system. But I could do my job from home. So it works out. Yeah, my wife said they're sending her back home to work now. It's crazy. I'm just, uh, I don't think we're ever going to get over it. You know, and it's the thing. Like, we're not. Like, will there forever be a coronavirus from here on out, they're just will. If it's a real thing, you know, I know people believe it's fake or something. But, like, ever since the influenza epidemic of 1918, we've had the flu. So, that's a, that's just how it works. Um, Was that man-made, too? I, know, I never read about it. Um, I wrote a 12-page essay over it my junior year of high school. Nowhere did I see it was man-made. Okay. Uh, to my remembrance, it, they believe it came off a rat, in like London or something, but they blamed it on Spain because, you know, they all were like the Spaniards and all kind of hating and shit. So they called the Spanish flu. The same thing we did with China, except we do believe it came from China now. But if someone says a Chinese flu, it's based the same way they used to say the Spanish flu back then. It was like, that's where they believed it happened. Um, but yeah, like fucking swept everywhere and killed all kinds of motherfuckers. Shouldn't like the ones that like would pay reparations to everyone that we supposedly took land from be Europe and Spain? They're the ones that sent the boats over. Yeah, but we declared independence. No, we didn't. George Washington did. <laughs> yeah, but that's America. Um, only, I guess. I guess the United States would be like, well, actually, when the Confederacy succeeded, they took on all of the guilt of slave owning with the. You know, you can make some argument that way, maybe, and then only those states would so have was, to pay it I was because they made all the, the other money. Day where like most of the civilized tribes uh, signed up to fight with the South. Makes sense. I mean, they were already living there, right? I mean, I mean, it was a protecting land thing at the time too, right? Well, I mean, natives had slaves. Some everyone had, not all. Some uh, some slaves had ran did. off and lived with natives and became part of the tribe. But then there were other uh, very wealthy natives and wealthy uh, early African Americans that owned slaves. Like everyone just did. I do think it's. Um, Again, in society, I think I the thing I like about taking sociology classes in college was it had let you look like, but what was society thinking? Because I do think it's hard to can 
condemn a single person for something every single person around them did. You know, I'm not saying it. You know, I would like to think, yes, I wouldn't do that because I would see someone and be like, hey, that's a human being. But then again, I feel like if I was born to a son of a slave owner, you know, and then like was raised my whole life being taught a certain way, I understand how it would happen. So it's just like you got to blame society. But then again, we have evolved and that is good. It's just uh, I don't. And this is, I guess, for me and my wife argue all the time. I don't see the purpose and getting pissed about shit that used to happen when we could just work on making everyone better now absolutely i'm like if we could take that same energy that people spend all day mad about shit that happened 200 years ago um and then instead we're like hey how do we fix stuff now i think that would be better but i get that's me speaking with white privilege or whatever like i don't you know that's quote of you know of course that's what i would say because I'm white. Some shit like that. But I think we'll get there. Um, all right. My fun thought of the week. I think beer is really dumb. I always have. But it really, I got a good analogy for why I feel like it's dumb. Like, and I'm saying compared to liquor. You know, I've always been a liquor drinker when it comes to alcohol over beer. I just, it would be like if we had some shitty ass weed. Some 2% THC weed. <laughs> and we just sat around and smoked on 2% THC weed just for shits and giggles. Because, you know, it's... And then also when we did that, it filled up our stomach to where it was like, oh, I'm like bloated and shit. I just don't get why you would drink beer if your goal's just to drink. Just fucking do a shot. The same reason we'd done a dab before we started this. As opposed to being like, let's go buy the shittiest fucking weed that exists and we'll just smoke on that. Right. It's so strange. Like, I don't know, what's this dab shit? Like 70%, 80, yeah, something 70, like that? 80, yeah. So that'd be like whatever, 160 proof liquor. It'd be like, of course you would do that over drinking however much beer would equal that. That's fucking crazy. But people do it all the time. But then again, I think beer tastes fucking gross. And so some people out there are convinced it tastes good. Oh, it's not, it's not like uh, they raised the percent. Like, in no, the last they, couple years, didn't they? They can go up to 6%, but whenever you test most of the beers, most of them I think are like at 4.5 5 or 5 or something because some state has another level, you know. But Oklahoma just passed work because we always had that 3.2% per- yeah. that shitty beer. Near beer, as they would call it. Yeah. Uh, we both grew up near Texas border, so we would drive across. I would know in work, we would drive across and get oh, yeah, many beer times. all the time. And then whenever I got to college and I was like, I'm going to Wichita Falls, people were like, can you bring me back beer? I was like, oh, yeah, y'all aren't used to that. <laughs> yeah, I can. Oh, yeah, we'd, go, we'd have to go like two counties extra over because the There's county. There's dry right, counties Right, because there were yeah. so many dry counties right along the border. Yep, that's how you did. We had to go to Wichita Falls. You had to go all the way there. You couldn't go to Byers or Petrolia. So you had to go three three towns or some bullshit. See, I was like 45 miles uh, east of Mo, and we just kind of did the same thing just in those perspective right. directions. <laughs> um. So anyway, someone please write into the podcast email and explain what, why, why beer when you could just do the liquor. But then again, I went in the store the other day and some lady was like, I don't want that weed. It seems too strong. I need weaker stuff. And I was like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking weirdo. And she's like, what strain was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have done. I think it was, uh, it was uh, some concentrate. And she was like, I need more CBD and less THC. And I looked at her like, weirdo. 
Eh, that's for her arthritis. Old people. Um, um, so a culinary thing I've come, I needed to bring up because I've now I've done it twice. So I feel comfortable enough to discuss it. Um, my new way of using leftovers. So Koopy's not a big leftover fan, right? So if we had like an extra piece of meat or whatever, I would normally just have to eat it myself, which is fine. That was great. But uh, what I've now done twice, I had a leftover pork chop and a one leftover chicken breast from two separate meals in the fridge. So I made fried rice, like a pork chicken fried rice. And it's really fucking easy. It is, but it isn't. When you talk about it, it sounds really hard, but it's really not. The problem is you have to make rice the day before. Now, I don't fucking... Or, they suggest you do. I guess it's supposed to be better. Um, I don't really like rice. Not a thing I've done, but in our cabinet, we have this, uh, you could boil in a bag rice. You just put it on the fucking stove and boils in a bag. And so you make two of those the day before, put them in a bowl and just put them in the fridge. Then the next day you fry an egg and then set that to the side. And then you just saute up some garlic and onion and then other vegetables. I used some broccoli and carrots yesterday, but I didn't really like the carrots. So I probably will not do that again. Um, but you know, whatever fucking vegetables you want and then, uh, cut up your leftover meat, you throw that in there and then you add fucking rice and then some soy sauce and just fucking stir it all around, cook it. And it's fucking delicious. Hell yeah. And, uh, I know like, I love Chinese food and it's hard to fucking get it these days cause I don't trust these fucking Oscars place. So that's my way of, uh, getting an extra meal, you know, out of my leftovers. Hell yeah. Um, so I got anyway. Um, I'm excited. A coworker told me today that Big Brother's coming back. Big Brother All Stars starts August something or another. How are they gonna have all these people in the same room? I'm assuming they're quarantined right now. And they don't fucking talk uh, to anybody, and then now they're all quarantined in the house together. Seems like it makes sense. It'd be it's really on the staff and the people they have them deliver food and shit. Right. Hopefully those guys are those people are safe. But um, I kept thinking like, how's Big Brother not fucking starting? Like this is the perfect time. Like everyone's just fucking at home. You know, there's no sports. It there seems was, like everyone's not really at home though. Well, they were. They were back. Uh, they tried to open it back up, and boy, everything we thought was going to happen is happening. Yeah, but no one cares. Right. I mean, people have gotten to the point. Uh, I know we talk about a lot about teachers, but back in like the spring, it was like, oh, teachers are under appreciated underpaid their, their job is hard now that we've had a home you know had our kids home all day we we see their value and then as soon as it's been all summer they're like listen these teachers need to fucking go back to work i don't care if two percent die that's fine you know and that's how people have thought about it and so it is it's just interesting how time has changed um, that mentality my kids huh? i kind of like hanging out with them fuckers huh? right see i don't mean i don't have any i, I was opposite of them comments i'm like oh y'all's crazy right and so, well, I get, and you got to feel bad, and this gets brought up a lot, but I do think it's kind of like a straw man argument for like, uh, just something to say. But people are like, what about the kids getting abused at home? And school was the one time to get away from their abusive parents. And I'm like, I don't really think you should guilt trip teachers with that. I feel like well, that's. Well, if you know of these things, you need to go fucking call it in. <laughs> right, exactly. Like There's we, 800 numbers, super easy to Google. And that's on the parents. And another thing, and this, I'm sorry if anyone's listening, and this is a thing for it, but like, Kids don't get food at home if they don't go to school. There's like a certain percentage of kids that they get their food at school. They don't eat when they're home. Their parents don't provide them food. They don't eat on the weekend, you know. And so there are programs to the school that give those kids uh, meals and bag meals, you know, to, 
hold them over the weekend, stuff like that. So those programs are still going on. And I saw I uh, delivered several times, and I know Bing and uh, Bing School did right. And so. they have like a they have pickup spots, and so I've been at uh, my job before and seen someone go and pick like six bags up, and I just can't imagine my mom not getting me food, you know, and like, and I'm not trying to hate, I understand people are in some horrible scenarios, but that's like, I don't think you should, again, guilt the school for that. That's on the parents. Like, I don't. Ah, oh, shit. If we was poor as a family as a kid, we went on the side of the road and was picking up cans. It was all, we all had to pitch in. Right. You had to figure some shit out. I mean, it never was that bad for me. I mean, I'm, I can't even complain. Uh, when I, I was real young, apparently. I didn't know exactly what their finances were. No, it wasn't great. Right. But uh, we get done these side jobs all the fucking time. I mean, we just. Right. So it's what the family said they needed, so we did it. You I know? Mean, my mom has very good uh, money management skills, and she's got a good willpower and hasn't done drugs and chilies, to my knowledge, too heavy or anything. So like, my mom always made sure she was paid, and I never done without. Uh, but I know we definitely lived differently before when my dad had a minimum wage job compared to when he worked in a factory and all of a sudden made like double to triple of what he made before. Right. It was like, oh, shit, can I get a no, PlayStation? My stepdad, I can. My stepdad was very good with numbers, just uh, depending on what my mom would spend. <laughs> oh, yeah, my mom runs all that shit, and she still does. Like, um, I mean, my dad's paycheck goes to some account, and he gets doled out whatever his allowance is for the week. Puts it in his wallet, and that's his pop money or whatever, you know. Like, uh, and my my parents don't drink, which I think is a big deal. Probably why I don't really care much about it. When I was saying earlier, my dad did when I was real young because he had a friend who drank. Um, but at some point in time, he just quit drinking, and then he didn't start again until I started drinking in college. And then he would drink like wine coolers, and I'd make fun of him. Yeah. He was like, "Well, he tastes good." I was like, "Yeah, I guess." Well, he tied one on at your wedding. Oh yeah, he definitely. Definitely was drinking him. I mean, he was embarrassing my mom. I remember he was like, well, I'm going to hang out with Powell. My mom's like, get your ass to the room. Want, <laughs> these kids don't want to hang out with you. It was funny as shit. Um, it was a good time. Good time. Um, all right. I don't think I have much else besides oh, the Nick Cannon stuff. I don't really know much about it, but I know Nick Cannon got canceled because he uh, – Kind of some of the Deshaun Jackson thing we brought up. They were quoting someone who uh, their belief system of whatever. To me, this is the religion. So, I mean, it's whatever with like any other religion. They believe that black people are the actual rightful heir to Israel and their God's chosen people and not the Jews. So it has like this anti-Jewish slant right to that whole thing. And so Nick Cannon and some other black athletes and celebrities are all kind of getting behind that. Now... To me, I think there is some ignorance in calling all black people one people because it's like, well, there's different tribes. So it'd be like a certain tribe would be the chosen people that would be the Israelites. Not all black people be Israelites. Like that couldn't. That's a whole fucking continent. Like that <laughs> makes sense. So I don't know exactly like the the inner workings of this religious thought, but I have a problem with every religion I've ever heard. So like. You know, who gives a fuck, right? Believe whatever you want. That's where I'm at. But I guess if you're saying, like, you're going to go steal land from people. But there's an argument to be made. The Israelites stole that land for the Palestinians. I mean, you know, that's a hot topic as well. But um, They steal it or they win it in a battle? 
No, no. They had America and the UN come in and say, hey, we're taking this and giving it to making a country called Israel. Oh, they um, pulled some old king shit. <laughs> right. Okay. And then now the Palestinians just live there like, hey, this is our land too. And they're like, no, it's not. We're going to bomb you. And it seems kind of fucked up. Now I get Palestinians, um, I think through history, they have some extremist moments as well that seems all crazy. But I think they probably have normal people like me and you, just like every fucking country does. And so you got to feel bad for those people. Yeah. Um. But that's the world, and they ain't going to fucking solve it. Just well, like the, we, know, we all know the pedophile shit's happening right now. We all know it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because the media's not going to cover it, and the government's not going to arrest its own. Yeah, I don't see Oprah and all of them doing these little super funds for pedophile kids after they're being looked at. Right. Any other time, they'd be swooping in and scooping up that media. There's also a story of some girl that killed her rapist in self-defense, and now she's going to go to jail for it. And I'm like, uh. No, absolutely <laughs> not. It's like, I thought that was what we were all we we taught these people. I don't know. I thought self defense was a thing. Oh so. man, that's just... so. And it's because I think the guy was rich and probably had some. Yeah, he probably had a lawyer that's good with technicalities and wording and yeah. So the world's fucking falling apart. Um, but overall, my life's not bad. And this week I got Internet Friends two coming out, so everyone should Hell, get yeah. excited for that. Um, it'll come out this Friday. It's got 11 songs. Some of them are pretty good. Hell yeah. I hadn't even heard it, so surprise for me too. And then, well, you can hear it early by two days on the Internet Friends 2 release special, which will come out two days after this one comes out. Hell yeah. So uh, I interviewed not all of the artists because I forgot all about it, and then I hit everyone. I was like, hey, I got two days to do it. And um, a few people... Got some interviews in. Brad Surex got high and forgot, but he sent me a little voice message. <laughs> and, uh, That's my man. So we'll get him in there, and then uh, we'll get Skinny over, you know, to do his like weird shenanigans over it, and uh, we'll we'll put that out. It'll be good. Hell yeah. Um, but all right, I don't got anything else. You got anything else? Not really, man. I'll just keep on living. I know, dude. It's fucking life's kind of boring, but I prefer it that way. I mean, hell, there ain't, like I said, there ain't much open. I just go to work and go home. That's about it. Right. Well, now that there's a mask mandate, I really feel like I used to feel comfortable running into the convenience store when no one else is in there because there would be nobody. Right. And I'll just get my drink, throw my money on the counter and go. But now I feel like I got to put on my mask and I'm like, and that's not really a problem. Like we were saying earlier, but about, then I f- feel like people that are all in the line staring at me. What about these me. people that are active gun carriers? Technically, they can't carry their gun in. Apparently, that's not a true thing. Really? Uh, I mean, I don't know this, but today I saw this argument. People were arguing this exact thing where someone said there's actually not a federal mandate that you can't wear a mask with a firearm. There are different states have state mandates, and a lot of states have um, came out and said that those laws are not in effect during the COVID crisis. So I I don't know. I've always heard that. Exactly. Me too. Again. And that's just some guy on Facebook that said that shit. He could be wrong, so go fucking look it up. You know, if y'all really want to know, if y'all, have, I don't carry a gun, so I don't really worry about it. Um, I have a license to carry a gun, but I don't because the motherfuckers are uncomfortable, man. I, right. I love fighting. I, I, I love going. I love going to the range, and I, I fire them all that good shit. But I don't like carrying a motherfucker around. The best meme I seen this week was a meme of two bullets that hit each other. You know, in midair. And someone was like, these two bullets hit each other midair. There's a whatever and whatever billion chance of this happening. Can you think of something more rare? And the first comment said, three bullets hitting each other. And I, <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Uh, so good. Damn. Um, anyway, uh, 
I'm trying to think if there's any shows I've watched to leave people with, but I've been just watching Community. Uh, I've been watching The Kingdom. It's a boxing series on Netflix. It's kind of about the gym off, and it's a sit. Like a reality show? Yeah, no, it's a drama. Oh, okay. I'll look into it. Well, is it like set in a certain time period, or is it modern it'd be, day? It'd be modern day. I mean, it's like a, a coach, former fighter, trainer in a gym, and all of his people are saying they they just live wild and fucking crazy. They live hard, play hard. You know? uh, see, if you were like, and it's in the 1960s, Coopy would have been like, let's watch it. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, like I said, I've been rewatching Community, which at the time I remember like I liked Community, but I didn't love it. You know, and I never went back and watched it. And so far in season one, um, Abed's just the best character. Uh, Donald Glover's character's good. Everyone else is annoying. Um, but the writing's pretty funny. Joel McHale's character has a line where he is like, so what? We're just going to be where when you're not racist is now being racist? <laughs> like he said someone, I was like, fuck, they predicted the future. Shit, 2020 is like Samuel Jackson. Motherfucker. Motherfucker, for sure. But all right, peace, man. Peace. Beats.